you don't consider Michigan a elite recruiter. They're they're right there in the semi elite, right outside of the the top seven, eight, nine, ten. Is that right, or how do you see them? I well, I I think that they are a wonderful combination of access to elite players and the ability to develop players as good as anybody in the country. Like, um, you look at Aiden Hutchinson. So Aiden Hutchinson for us was a, was a four-star back-end ESPN 300 type of player. They took him and made him a top five overall player. So that combination of having access to really good, sometimes potentially elite players, and then getting those players and making them better, in my opinion, is why Michigan is at where they're at right now. Mm. Yeah, they're doing a hell of a job developing players. And their offensive line is filthy um, and oh, has yeah. been. Uh, when it looked like he wanted to open it up for a while, and then he went back to smash mouth football. Not that they can't throw it, because you know this. J.J. made some phenomenal throws against Ohio sure. State and some other teams this year. I did think you brought up a great point. Why did Ohio State stop throwing the football when they played? But it is what it is. But as far as Michigan, um, do you, Al, describe, describe the talent gap between Bama and Michigan for us. Um, I, I don't think that there is a significant talent gap. Um, I, I really don't. And I think what happens is, is when you're as good as Michigan is up front on both sides of the ball, everything else just kind of hangs out there in the ether, meaning that Michigan skill guys can compete with Alabama skill guys. All right, but the question is who's going to win up front on both sides of the ball? Like that's that's the game within the game, right? Like can can Alabama line up defensively and force Michigan to have to throw the ball consistent consistently to win? To put Michigan in a position where they don't get to line up and hand it off 29 straight times in a row like they did to Penn State. I don't think that's happening against Alabama. I think that's where you see the the, the talent from a talent perspective. Um, I think it's. Alabama's too talented to allow that to happen. Right. But it's not as if Michigan couldn't pull it off. I, I don't think, if you ask me, okay, where is maybe there's something that looks different about Alabama, I would maybe say their linebacking pass rushers and some of their offensive skill might be a little more gifted than some of Michigan's offensive skill. Um, defensively in the defensive back end, guys like Will Johnson, Sanders Still, those guys at Michigan – uh, all very, very good. Are they Caleb Downs, Malachi Moore, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and Taryn Arnold? I don't know. I just don't know. That's why all of those guys on the back end for both teams, all of those guys at the skill spots, they're important. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be the offensive front, the defensive front seven on both sides of the line of scrimmage that will tell you just how far the gap is or how little the gap right. is between the two of them. Okay. Tom Luganbill, ESPN, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. He is live from Vermont, but is calling a game in South Dakota this weekend. I love it. Um, let's go. With, uh, Har- one more on Harbaugh. Is he one of the strangest people you've ever been around? He's a different bird. Um, he, he really is. And he's um, he's one of those guys 
that when you're having a conversation with him, you're in a room and you're with him and you're looking at him and he's looking at you, but it's almost as if he's staring right into your eyes and out the back side of your head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a little bit, and, and Mike Leach was a little bit this way, where you're having a conversation with him and he's so intelligent that he's staring at you, but he's already on to the next two to three things that are probably going to co- come up that he knows are going to come up, but they haven't come up yet. Yes. And he's thinking about how is he going to address those types of things. Um, and Jim Harbaugh is a little bit, a little bit that way. He's, um, I think it's fair to say sometimes he can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, he is pretty honest though. Like when, when you visit with him, he's, he's fairly honest, um, in, in terms of his assessment of things, but he's also at the same time, very, very, very guarded. Like when you ask him questions, you're not going to get long form answers from him. Uh, I lived what you're talking about with Mike Leach. Many a times. Um, oh, yeah. You know it. Mm. Okay. I think this is it for him. I, I think he finally takes that NFL job. Maybe the Chargers. Might be. Um, he has done a, a, a uh, first of all, I never sold my hardball stock, Tom Luganville. So, I know he went through that kind of middle spot where it was a little rocky, but I kept going, what the hell are these people talking about? Of course, you don't fire. You may be mad at him. You may be upset with him. <laughs> No coach wins as many games as any of us want him to, but you don't ever think about moving off of Jim Harbaugh if you're the University of Michigan. That was my thoughts a few years ago, Luke's. Yeah, and, and the thing is, once you beat Ohio State and then all of a sudden the tables turned on Michigan suddenly being the team that continually failed to perform against top 10 opponents to becoming the top 10 opponent that nobody could beat, that's really what saved him. Right, right. And now Ron Day, and I know he's doing a good – but. Look, here's what I want to know about the Lincoln Rileys and Ryan Days. When you walk in and the table is set and the steak is perfect and the wine's there and the Zeno Davidoff cigar is already cut and ready and everything is there for you, that doesn't tell me that you can, you know, build and create the menu and and do everything. And so while he's always going to win a bunch of games because of their talent profile, you got to kind of wonder if he walked into a Lincoln Riley type deal, almost a little bit of a trust fund baby coaching gig because of what was left for him. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He walked into a scenario that is much, much, much healthier on defense than Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma or USC. No question. And that's probably helped Ryan Day more so than anything else. No question. I hope you have a great day on the slopes and uh, a tasty beverage later. And we'll talk... uh, next week. Thanks, Tom Luganville. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you. Live from Vermont, but calling a football game this weekend. Playoffs. San Diego. Uh, San Diego. South Dakota State. I was thinking San Diego because of the Chargers. Now yeah. they're the L.A. Chargers, <laughs> which is where I have Harbaugh going. Um, and so does Mike Greenberg. But uh, he will call a game South Dakota State and Villanova. I only think of Villanova in hoops. Jason? A couple of years ago, I got to go to the Final Four when they played Kansas. It was awesome. And uh, and see them play. Jay Wright, what a hell of a coach. Can you believe he's retired? It's insane. He doesn't feel like, I mean, it was like he's not old enough to be retired. He'll take another gig, I think. Uh, good morning. Welcome into the Out of Bounds show. Unfortunately, Jason had leftover chicken pot pie last night. We'll discuss <laughs> coming up next.